The mission at Bank Street College is to improve the education of children and their teachers by applying to the education process all available knowledge about learning and growth and by connecting teaching and learning meaningfully to the outside world. In so doing, we seek to strengthen not only individuals, but the community as well, including family, school, and the, the larger society in which adults and children and all their diversity interact and learn. We, we see, see in education, education the opportunity to build a better society. That is the mission, and this is Bank Street Connects. In this new series, we'll examine how that mission for the school and Lucy Sprague Mitchell's seven-point credo come to life for different members of our world. We'll talk to students, alumni, parents, teachers, and administrators, and some folks who are in several of those circles at once. So, let's connect. Hi everyone, welcome to Bank Street Connects. I'm your host, JB. You know me, Tula and Theo's dad. That's my real claim to fame. I'm glad to be with you again as we've had these conversations around the community at Bank Street as we reconnect after uh, the trying time of the pandemic. We have great guests uh, each episode and today is no no different. Let's meet them and talk with them. Could you uh, introduce yourself to the audience and let us know how you're connected to the Bank Street community? Hi, my name is John Regis. I teach drama at Bank Street. I've been here over 30 years. Started doing after school. Um, I used to do after school Shakespeare. Marisol was part of that. Uh, Maria's daughter. Uh, I'm going to, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get We're back together, to that so in a second. We're together, so it's okay. Yeah, but from that uh, tiny acorn grew the mighty oak. Is that the right seed yes, for the right tree? Sounds right. Um, so it, then it became like a full-time specialist gig in the school for children. Oh wow! So that's uh, so any part-time job, folks, beware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I started off in theater, and I, what I started to realize is like, I like eating and I like paying rent. <laughs> Bank Street was its mission stays in one thing, but it was also a steady gig. I like that, which well, is always good. That's great, John. We're <laughs> glad. I know. I know many generations of students that are glad to have had you here. So that's oh, great. And as you mercy. said, Maria is here with us. Maria, could you let us yes. audience know who you are and how you're connected Hi, to the folks. Bank Street community? Uh, it's good to be here with John. I'm excited <laughs> to uh, reflect back in our time together here at Bank Street. I've been at Bank Street only 25 years, so not as long as John, but... I, I beat you, yeah. <laughs> um, but I started here at Bank Street um, as an art teacher, developed uh, with time an integrated art program, and over the last two years, I've been the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and I'm really excited to talk about the topic of community and connection, because I feel like that's at the heart of the work that I have done my whole time here. Well, that's, uh, that's what's exciting to have you both here with uh, a little more experience than some of our other guests, uh, is that you've seen this school through many different eras. And so those of us that have only been, I guess, unfortunately, a part of the COVID era, uh, don't have the full perspective. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on these things. So as you know, we discussed the mission, uh, the mission statement that is more than just a, a couple of ideas that maybe work out. So I'm always curious about how that resonates with you in the moment, John. Uh, out of that mission statement, what phrase stands out or what speaks to you the most right now? Well, we're, we're, we're talking about community and family. I mean, this I have to say this. I remember when you brought Maricel into the art room as an infant. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and that, that journey has included seeing your wonderful daughter in this school, someone who took to theater, and all the productions we did topped with The Lion's King at the end. Marisol... <laughs> We did we did uh, summer Shakespeare together. Yeah. Oh my goodness! That that 
we have that connection that goes separate from our, our work, yeah. work-a-day lives, our professional lives. And that really was what re resonates to me, yeah. is just to go that journey with this child. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, seeing Maricel play Hamlet at Nightingale, yeah. it was like, wow. <laughs> it was just breathtaking. And we make those connections all the time with other children and even adults in our community or children that turn adults mm -hmm. and are now members of our team leaders and members of our uh, community. And I think that that keeps me going too, where the passion of uh, a community learning, right? Uh, when we look at connecting teaching and learning in meaningful ways, we're connecting relationships. We're, we're, we're connecting with the learning that is social and emotional. And I feel like that is the place where this community is built, right? We go deeper than the surface and we, we know each other's lives because that's the way that we have infused our learning with each other is to get the perspective of John's experiences and to hear from him what he's going through from decade to decade. Uh, I could go back to a lot of things that we talk about as well help us and it's, it's infusing the mission because the things that we're doing inside are things that are affecting the world outside mm -hmm. and the things that are affecting the world outside are the things that we bring in in the classroom right are the things that we're learning from new members of our community uh, and parents and children and the adults that are teaching well, and that brings up a great point which is why it's great to talk to you too in this moment which is when you look at that mission statement you think about the things that have been introduced over your careers that have come and gone. Like you talked about, so John, you were after school to begin and then you became full-time and now you've been teaching drama for a few years. And Maria, you were in art and in integrated art and building a programming and then building in programming on DEI. How has the school um, ebbed and flowed or evolved or changed in ways around this mission statement to either adhere to it better, to where there are gaps in it, where there's things that were focused on intentionally that have gotten stronger? I guess in general, over your time, how do you see the school living up to this mission? And is it doing it? John, you, can you lead us off? Um, what I've seen is that we, we've always talked to talk and, and Bank Street walks the walk. We are becoming a truly diverse community. Mm. I can't say it was that way when I first got to Bank Street sure. over 30 odd years. Yeah. While we were talking about that, uh -huh. it wasn't always, you know, necessary reflected in the student body and uh, I, I with the whole idea of diversity I, I grew up in a small New England town that was all white it's like I had no relationship with pe other cultures other people until I came to New York City and Bank Street became home to me and with that I think it's it's Teaching here has made me a better person, a, a more open person, and it is these relationships with our yeah. diverse staff, our student body. It's it's just changed the way I, I think and work. So. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely the mission alive. And then uh, great to hear. Thanks for sharing your story in that way. And Maria, for you, what, yeah. what have you seen and what's the ebbs and flows? I mean, and I think I was one of the first few people hired with the intention of really bringing diversity into the school, but also acknowledging that uh, with that came uh, a heavier load mm. for a person of color. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, I was hired by a black man in the 90s here at Bank Street who, who said to me, 
you know what you're going to be up to, right? You're not going to be teaching Spanish, and people are going to wonder if you can do anything else other than teaching Spanish, right? Wow, yeah. And I, I want you to be prepared for that. I want you to know that I'm going to help you, that I'm going to be here for you, but you are going to be breaking some grounds. Um, you're not, uh, you're going to be speaking Spanish and probably the only person that could communicate and support our uh, operations team, right? Um, you're going to be a person that families are going to come to you as the only Latina that can speak to them and speak for them. Mm. And how do you feel about that? And I, I was really uh, struck by his honesty, but also by that mission mm. that the school took in that moment in the 90s to say, if we're going to live this credo around building a better society, then we need to reflect the society outside and inside. And right now, the inside is not looking like the outside. Right. So it was time It was time for that. And I was... I was struck by that, but I was also struck by the majority of the white educators who were also open and ready to do that work. Mm. Um, and it, it hasn't been an easy path. Well, I will speak more to that. Keep follow up on that because that's. But I, but I think that is. I think that's what's. Yes. Here's the thing about what is it? Survivorship bias and just biases in general that we all have and all carry. Right? They're a function of a brain that needs to make a lot of decisions really fast, and when you employ them in the wrong way, they cause harm. Yeah. If you can unlock them a little bit, you can get moving in the right direction. But what you're talking about is a very specific, intentional moment. But still within that, uh, uh, an administrator who saw something very clear and you who understood the road would not be the easiest, despite it being a school that had that mission statement. Yeah. And so I guess within that, what tools of the trade or what were the ways in which those challenges were met positively? I was thinking that it wasn't only in the mission. I want to I wanna say that yeah. this is happening with all independent schools in a way. It's like there's institutional uh, policies, procedures, uh, ways of doing things that doesn't always meet the need of a person of color and the, the, the cultural and ethnicity, right, all those pieces uh, within that. So I think for us, uh, part of our journey was to reevaluate the way that certain things were done that felt um, that were missing the voice of everybody, mm -hmm. even in curriculum, right? Even in curriculum, um, in our approach to uh, to really think about each each community within the school, how it could come together. Yeah, that kind of work can be can be difficult, sure. and and uh, people's defense mechanisms can arise and. You big feelings occur, and but we've always had the courage to uh, mm. to engage that way. And Maria, you've really been at the forefront of uh, of uh, you know our programming that way um, to bring people together to talk about race, to talk about diversity, to talk about culture, and how we can collaborate. And it's like when I said it, it's made me a better person it's it's probably maybe a better educator i come from theater and a director kind of is can be very yeah. bossy and at bank street you learn to really value the input of others including the kids yeah. the children and to make that part of the process yeah. well and i'd love to follow up there because in the theater 
world, but in the theater structure, it's very hierarchical. You right. have a director has a vision. Yes. Obviously, this is com- this is commercial and regional theater more than educational theater, perhaps. But there's still that's the norm. The norm is, <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is the director. This is how I see it playing out. Go stand there. That's not kind of the way to say it. Let me see what you do it. So in a in a kid centered universe that this right. one's like, in a place that wants to value opinions and value voices across all spectrums where roles of tradition well Shakespeare would argue but roles are traditionally right. certain ways how have, how have you how have you managed all that that's a, well, that's an I, interesting I, space I, to be in at one point I laughed because I remember when I first started working in the middle school um, uh, the, the then middle school coordinator said we were working on a social study play and it was getting crunch time and it's the kind of time when you have to really start to put it together yeah. and he turned to me and said when it comes to theater you take Lucy Mitchell and throw her out the window <laughs> <laughs> and it was like okay I it was like I get it there's a certain point where you basically have to say move stage right because yes. you're standing in front of a person <laughs> yes. and, and but I, I do fervently believe in the process. Okay, yes, when we get to a dress rehearsal for the musical, there's not a lot of time for negotiating. Right. But if you cannot take in the kids' ideas yeah. and, and, and where they're at as part of the process, you, you shouldn't be doing this. Wow. I found that that's become the joy in this gig. Yeah. Yeah. They is the that way. collaboration. Absolutely. And I've been loving this year in particular because. Uh, I have this new home for drama, and we're doing a lot of improv and theater games, and the kids really can be calling the shots and creating creating these scenarios. Oh, that's exciting. So, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. And through that process, they're teaching us more Absolutely. each time. And I think that is another humongous component here is I'm a lifelong learner because children are constantly helping me think about things in a new way. Um, and it's that flexibility that we have to allow them to really lead um, and help us understand their perspective too. Well, all right, Maria, you, so you've hit on some key phrases already. Let's yes. just jump to it. Uh, we've talked about the mission per se, uh, but then Lucy, we, we're gonna keep Lucy Sprague Mitchell in the conversation. Sure. Yes. Getting, getting rid of this one. Uh, I love that, by the way. That's, that's a bold statement from somebody to be like, we gotta move on. And yes, <laughs> stage right is stage right. Sightlines are sightlines. Right. We can't negotiate around that. Uh, but within that, seven elements to, a, to the credo, which is separate from the mission statement, but speaks to sort of the philosophy and the underlying principles. And in this moment, Maria, for you, which one resonates? Which one would you like to discuss? Well, I have I have learned that I have been your producer through this process. That's right. So. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> it has been uh, a joy to hear uh, in this podcast what people have chosen, and I'm I'm going to say the chorus to work. I mean, I think uh, taking this position as a as a director of the DEI, I definitely gonna need I need I need extra courage. I I, I look for courage all the time mm-hmm. um, to work um, as it says here, unafraid and efficiently in a word that needs new things, right? New, new problems and new ideas arise all the time. Sometimes they're old problems that continue to, to perpetuate mm-hmm. in the culture of the world, right? And they are. But, um, but definitely the, the courage to work on Afraid. And I am so lucky and fortunate to have the community that I have. That helped me to work through that courage. There are times that I'm like, I think I can't do this. And somebody will come like, yes, you can. Remember this last time? Remember? And that allows me to continue my work. So so that's the one that I'm thinking about a lot right. uh, in this work. That's great. And I think it's so important to 
acknowledge that uh, challenges, fear, and courage can coexist. They live at the same time, and that community can also be a big part of where that courage can be mm-hmm. built up and fueled. And fueled. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a big reminder. I'm fall prey to that often, where I'm like, "Where's the help?" Oh, right, that's what's helpful. Thank mm-hmm. you, John. I, uh, one that's jumping out is the word flexibility, mm-hmm. and I'm actually gonna go back a little before my Bank Street years. Um, I had a wonderful acting, t- acting teacher named Stella Adler. Sure. And um, she would talk about choices. She would say, your talent lies in your choice. And then if you were in a scene study class, she would say, there, there's 16 uh, uh, different ways you can play this scene. <laughs> you pick the worst. Can you try again? <laughs> and and I, it, it just made me realize that, yes, there is a multitude of decisions we make at any given moment. And from the theater point of view, choices you can make within a scene. And to be flexible and and open to different approaches. And that's where working with children has been such an eye-opener to me. Because you see that they're coming from different uh, uh, places in their lives, in their day. You know, what might have happened in gym class. And being flexible to uh, accommodate their what they're bringing to any given moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bank Street has really opened me up that way. That's and great. the few times I've actually then taken it to theater with, you know, older people. Old, sure. Actually, you know, adults aren't that different than kids. They still like to dress up and pretend. <laughs> I think it's even made me better in that. Yeah. Oh, sure. A workplace. Yeah. I, I would say, so let's, let's, considering the trajectory, considering what you've all seen and, and what you've both been in your experience here, the arc of the school, or, or where it is now, obviously this last three years has been unpredictably challenging. But I'm, uh, I'm curious, um, with, with your perspectives where you are, with your the timeline of the school, and obviously you have a new role, Maria, where you see this school going. And, and is it, does this credo, are elements of this more alive now than they were when you began? Or what have been the evolutions around the mission statement or the credos that speak more, it seems to be more present? Or are they, is it still on track? Like, I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm going to let you go first with that okay. one. I, that's, that's a Yeah. I mean, it's important to acknowledge. Question. It's so important to acknowledge that the pandemic offered an opportunity to reflect. Um, there, was, there, were t- there were times where you no longer realized that you could do what you did before, mm-hmm. that you had to go back to that mission. Yep and see what was essential. Right. Uh, and I think for us, it, the essential was was children, was their social and emotional learning, was the opportunity to hold them in a place that they felt safe in a moment where we were all feeling shaken. Mm-hmm. And with that came the opportunity to really see ourselves in a new light, uh, but keep keep the essential elements of what we think is important in bringing children into the world and be able to be their full selves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was a turning point for me, and that's why I applied to this position. I wanted children to continue to find themselves. I wanted identity. I wanted them to be at the core of, of that work. And, and I saw the opportunity of taking this work uh, that I've been doing in the arts, because the art is so much about your identity, mm-hmm. who you are, how you navigate the world. 
but in taking it to a more integrated way in classrooms. And and I think the integration of 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 different subjects is going to be the next iteration in many years oh, to come. Yeah. And and right now it might seem in a schedule locked down things, but we're gonna realize that the way that children make connections is by doing that integration and is something that um, allows them to to uh, develop a full self component about them. So I, I hope to see uh, more integration around uh, the work that we're talking about in social justice, along with social emotional learning, along with everyday experiences, yeah. That's uh, really well said and a clear vision that would align all those things, the integration part, the interdependence, uh, which was so, lack of a better term, violently stopped. Yeah. Heard, you've heard me say it, I'll say it again. We all came to school one day and then didn't. Yes. Like it's just an insane, it's still just bizarre to me, but it, and it's so hard. And I can't imagine what my kids' experience was in that because it was my own as well. So with that in mind, like it's, it's great to hear like this. And I think that's what part of these conversations were about, right? Maria, we, we yeah. wanted to put this together to say like, yeah. what, what is this world we're in now? What is the Bank Street community doing and how is it, how are we alive together? Yes. And this, let's, let's be alive together more intentionally. And what might that sound and look like? So uh, John, just Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I, re I remember we were halfway through this uh, rehearsal. We were doing the musical Footloose and we had all these flats and we were good to go. And then, like you say, all came to a, so when, when I finally got back in the building, um, mm. I, I went to that room and there were those, uh, like and, and it was, yeah, it was like, an, so powerful just, yeah. just to see that. And, and, and then I had a year where I was teaching theater remotely, mm -hmm. which was really tricky. And I was like, cause it was like, looking from the outside in yeah. and there was activity going on in the classroom but i couldn't always be sure what was yeah. going on but teacher was saying kids really value this and need this and in a way the whole pandemic leading up to being back in the building again yeah. has made me go back to basics mm. and realize that children need playtime yeah and they are never too old for that <laughs> and and uh to bring it back to that and it's really evident in the lower school where i don't teach yeah. because that's just built into their day yeah is that whole dramatic play aspect is part of everything they do so in a way it forced me to take a step back and kind of just get to the joy of playfulness with no other end game right yeah but and that, but as we evolved, like I was just talking to Chela and, and, and we haven't done a social studies play yeah. in years. Yeah. And, and Chela has got a new idea about maybe we'll approach that again. Yeah. Yeah. So it will integrate hopefully back into the classroom yeah. curriculums. You're talking about social justice. There's so many angles in which theater can oh, apply. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's exciting to me. That keeps me wanting to come back for more. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. And reintegrating, I think what's interesting about hearing what, if I'm hearing some of the things that you're both saying correctly, it's this idea that because we had to stop so much, when we put it back together, when we do it intentionally, it's going to actually be great. Like it's going to be, in, it won't be a leftover habit. It won't be a routine we couldn't get out of. It won't be a policy leftover from 1991 that nobody really looked at. It's now got to be rebuilt 
thought by thought, idea by idea, intentionally. And what can be better? Well, just better, not than the pandemic, but better than 2018 or 2017. And that's exciting. It's, uh, I, we could, I could have used a more gentle approach yeah. than a worldwide <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, no kidding. But some intentional yeah. rebuilding is, yeah. is interesting to see. So, you, you know what is exciting is that even all of us who have been here for a really long time are excited about it. That's great. We're okay with that change mm-hmm. because we're constantly evolving and changing, right? Like for us, it's not like, what? We can't do that again? Right. It's more like, wow, this is a new opportunity to look at this in a new light. And yeah. what does that look like? Um, and that's always amazing, too. It's it's almost as if in the credo, there's something about flexibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's it's my word. That. So yeah. the, and this, I guess I, for the audience, again, I want to reiterate, this was written by Lucy Sprague Mitchell, not last year, yes. not five years ago. but Over 100 years. Over 100 years ago. Yes. These concepts, which now apply almost word for word, it's kind of... Remarkable. It's amazing. So with that, with two icons oh, of no. Bank Street. Oh, what is that? A euphemism for? Well, no, no. Just, just you know, the, gri- the grizzled veteran. No, no, no. Well, I don't and by know. the way, Lucy, I didn't throw out the window when I do no, when no. I do a musical. No, you didn't. I, the principles underlie it all. It's amazing to see. No, I've, we've been asking folks in a fun, gamified way, because that's my nature, uh, for a list of three things uh, that are iconic to you about Bank Street. Uh, you know, obviously there's the tree and there's some odds. There's Big Rock. There's the 112th Street Playground. The last couple of years has been scaffolding. Scaffolding outside is might be iconic to certain kids that uh, come up through this year. But it can also be people. It can be uh, a show you've done or seen. It can be, you know, the auditorium. Yeah, really well, anything. For me, that has to be number okay. one. Well, wait, wait. Don't give it, don't, <laughs> don't, don't give it away. Uh, so, uh, we're going to go Here's how place. we go. So we're, go we're doing, I think we've iterated okay. it. We found it. We're going to go three. I'm gonna, so it's three total. I would like your third, your second, your first. I'm going to start with Maria's three, then go to you for your third, then two, two, then one, one. Can we do that? Solid. So, Maria, on your list, what's your number three of I, Bank Street icons? Yeah, I have to say, interesting, that, like, I, I don't think the definition of an icon translates very well for me. Okay. So, I think it's like, th- if I think of three things that, uh, that bring me so much joy, Ooh, it's sure. really hard to do. But, uh, you know, the things that bring me joy every day... Um, in my work is is the people that are around me, right? The, the people that I'm engaging every day. So I would say the community uh, of Bank Street um, is, is one that continues to grow, change, people come and go, but they're still Bank Streeters. Okay. So I, I, and a great example is I was at a conference last week and I thought, I'm going to this conference with no one else. And I got there, and the whole table was nine of us that were in some way or form connected through Bank Street Ooh, over over awesome. a long time. So the community is here, is there, and is everywhere. But right. that is, for me. That's your three. Three, okay. I guess. John, your three. Okay, well, for, uh, three is the play deck because that's right. – that, when I first started, I was just doing after school, and I was basically oh, sure, yeah. just spending time with four- and five-year-olds because yeah. I needed someone to, to do that job. And yeah. and I, 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 there was this world out there with the blocks, and, you know, they, they were creating theater constantly. It was just, it was, in, it was magical to me. Um, so number two. Oh, no, it's, no, no, oh, no, it's oh, that's your three. Now Maria two. goes two. Go oh, two. okay. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, that's okay. It's like a tennis. No, I love this. Yeah, game. This is Ping good. Pong. So you can think about it while she okay, goes two. Okay, what brings me joy? Um, number two. Number two for me, the iconic <laughs> things. 
It's definitely curriculum, social study curriculum. The social study curriculum, the study of people, the study of how we relate to people, it's really crucial to me. So the restaurants, the model making of the, the Block City, the uh, model making of the Hudson River, uh, the puppet shows that are done all throughout in lower school through middle school, map making, uh, all of those um, shares that happen in curriculum as we're studying China, as we're studying all of the different uh, elements and how it starts from a very little place and it continues to grow in their experience. It's, it's for me, something that brings me joy. That's uh, amazing. Thank you. All right. So now John, you're number two. So is this more of an abstraction? Because I, I have to say seven, eight curriculum and just that age group. Okay. When I first got here, with the idea of, of creating a theater curriculum, it, it was hard because fitting into the schedule. Sure. And there was one teacher, can I say her name? Yeah. Sure. She, she now teaches in Hawaii, yeah. Becca Kessler, right? Oh, yeah. Who took me in the room and we started kind of mapping a potential curriculum and it started with like story theater, adapting books. Yeah. Uh-huh. And 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 then they would create their own stories and I was filming stories and basically that gave me a map for all the curriculum I've done since. Wow. So that age group always is special to me. That's awesome. They're, they're, they're old enough to be autonomous in many ways, but uh-huh. they, their imaginations are still so ripe. And That's so. great. That's a wonderful story. Thanks for sharing that. One conversation can lead to so, so much. Thanks, John. All right, this is it. I, wish I, I don't have a drum roll. That changes. I, I, mine is like things that bring me joy. All right. So what's your what's your number one? What's the what's the biggest? I mean, come on. I think we know it. For now, the source of joy. <laughs> I think I think we know children. Children are at the center. They bring me joy. They make me laugh. Uh, they make me question things. Um, they they're just that's what keeps me coming. Is uh, the kids for sure and their curiosity and their willingness to take a risk much more than adults. Mm. Their willingness to make mistakes and get back up and do it again. Uh, their willingness to stop uh, something that they might be doing wrong and just sort of sit with you and think about it and go like, oh, I never thought of this. And have mm. you thought of this? And um, I just I just love those moments with kids. That's, uh, pretty, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> And then John, your number one. I already tipped my hand. Uh, yeah. It's the it's the auditorium, but as a, a symbol yeah. of all the the magic that's happened. Yeah, small goal. We're just trying to create magic there, but it doesn't just represent productions. It it it's it's just children in dramatic play in that particular space. I know every inch of that space so well. I separated my shoulder once landing on us. It's like, it's, it's the, what is it the Tabas Auditorium, but I want there to be like a John Regis plaque. <laughs> for the shoulder. <laughs> for, for where I took one for the oh. team, you know. What, um, did the set piece fall on you? What happened? No, it was just, it was, I actually tried to show someone exiting, uh. got my hiking book caught and I did a little pitch and it oh, was, no. Right in front of the kids. It was not a not pretty, but you know, <laughs> you get it get it put back in place, and a couple of days later, you're back in the rehearsal. Press on. No, I mean, yeah, theater is my love, and doing it with kids became something I realized it was it was a gift, but frankly, something I was also good at. Yeah, and that space is my home. All right. 
the auditorium. Yeah. That's yeah. And it brings people together. It yeah. absolutely brings people together. And in after, such a powerful way. you know, last year's musical, it had been so long since we had done one. Yeah. yeah. So that in itself was a powerful, yeah. powerful gift to the community. Yeah. And yeah. The, Stories unite us. Yeah. Uh, and so thank you for sharing your stories with us. Thank well, you. I, listen, I can hang out with you all that so much more. So we'll fun. do it again, too. But I want to thank you for being with us right now. Thanks, John. Thanks. Yes. Thank you for being here, John. Yeah, two icons. <laughs> <laughs>